You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales. Hey, Mike. Mason Stiver. Hey. Tony Groves. Evening, gentlemen. And special guest, Josh Gerlach. Hey, Mike. Hey, welcome. All right, thanks, everybody, for coming. Uh, let's get right to it and uh, talk to Josh Gerlach. Uh, now, let's first start with how um, you're associated with the iRacers Lounge podcast. And uh, uh, one of our admins, Brent McCoy, has uh, come up with a sponsorship thing uh, where you, as on your own team, are going to run the uh, iRacing Lounge, uh, iRacers Lounge sponsorship colors on your car as you compete in this league you're in. And, uh, and so tell us how that all came about and, uh, and how you're doing so far in that particular venture. Yeah, so uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for having me. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I've, I've been listening for quite a while, and, and that's kind of where it started. Uh, I've been listening for, I think, close to a year now, and started getting back into to iRacing, and I think we'll get into that a little bit later, but I uh, wanted to, to get into a league and found Real Sim Racing. They, they run on Monday nights on uh, the iRacing eSports network, and I'm a big fan of the podcast and, and wanted to kind of see if I could get some exposure for it, so reached out to you guys on the, the Facebook page and, and just was really looking to see if I could have the okay to, to run the logo on the car, and actually turned into a lot more than that and a lot more than I, I expected. But, um, you know, we, we have the, the paint scheme on the car, on the, the iRacers lounge, um, on the hood, all over the place, and, and on the iRacing eSports Network every Monday. And it's uh, it's been pretty cool so far. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Well, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we do have a process for people who want to run our paints. And, um, uh, you know, we want to be associated with the right type of drivers and so forth. And so, obviously, Josh, you did, you uh, passed all those with uh, great colors. And so, uh, let's get to know you a little bit more as an iRacer. Uh, first, tell us, uh, you know, what brought you to iRacing initially, and how did you first hear about it? So, I've been sim racing for, for quite a while now, actually. Um, I think it was sometime in 2005 is, is actually when I started racing. Um, started uh, with some buddies on, on NASCAR racing in 2003 and did that for a few years. Started out on a, on a keyboard racing and, and moved up to, I think it was a Logitech Momo at the time. So been doing it quite a while. Around uh, 2007, 2008, uh, moved from, from the NR2003 to Arca Sim Racing and, and met some people there, ran that for a few years. And, and around that same time, iRacing came out. Uh, I think I joined around July of, of 08 and kind of ran here and there didn't didn't run it too much um but i actually started more around 2010 2011 really getting into i racing quite a bit and uh kind of had a little group of friends that, that ran around with us so we do a lot of racing um then around 2013 I had some personal stuff going on that kind of trailed off from there and, and have just been off and on ever since but over the the winter is kind of when this started too um started racing again and, and wanted to get more involved and, and we're here today. All right. Yeah. You're a 10 year veteran on iRacing. You got the 10 year badge on, uh, on your name there. 
Uh, pretty impressive stats, too, uh, when you look at it, uh, especially Dirt Oval, uh, looking pretty good there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I think a lot of the, the better stuff is a little weighted towards when I first started running. Uh, not not quite as much recently, just because I sometimes struggle to find the time to, to really get the practice that I need, but um, I love dirt racing. That's what I've grown up around here. I, I live in central Iowa, pretty close to the, the Knoxville Raceway, so growing up my uh, my grandfather actually announced there and and i've been uh kind of a, a dirt addicted to dirt if you, you could say well that's a pretty neat tie-in um to the dirt community um tell us about uh what do you race for hardware like wheels pedals how many monitors vr yeah so i was actually talking to mason a little bit earlier off air um the, that i've been really revamping all of my equipment because had a lot of old stuff from, from back when I was racing there at the end of, of 2013 and, and really didn't upgrade anything um, as I took kind of a, a hiatus there. And, um, just recently picked up the uh, the Fanatic CSL uh, Elite pedals with the load cell. Um, I actually just last week also got the, the wheel as well. Um, and tomorrow I have a GTO Mega, uh, I think it's the Pro rig that's coming to, to get that, that upgraded. And, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I, all of this stuff that I'm, I'm kind of accumulating now is, is way nicer than anything I've had over the last like 14 years that I've, I've been doing it. So pretty excited. I can't, can't wait to, uh, to get that all set up and, and get running in it. Now, GT Omega, now just by memory, it looks awesome, right? It looks really sleek and awesome. Yeah. Uh, why did you choose it? Let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, you could have bought any rig but that's the one you chose how come yeah so it was it was in my budget for one um you can really spend about as much as as you want on some of this stuff and, and i know you guys talk about it every week and, and you know the listeners are, are probably well aware of that so um i had kind of you know the range um price range in, in mind for for what i i wanted to spend and what i didn't want to and really spent a, a good couple weeks looking through reviews watching reviews and, and kind of seeing you know how how stuff goes with like Lex and, and all of that stuff when you when you're dealing with the the wheels that kind of get up there and um, that one had consistent consistently good reviews and uh, and like I said it was in my price range so pulled the trigger last week and uh, like I said ready ready for it to get here tomorrow yeah so this is a stationary cockpit uh, all black uh, it's you know got it the red logo on the side of the chair at the bottom but a really small footprint and um, so what are you going to do for monitors or VR so yeah, right now what I'm using, um, it, it's just it's nothing special. It's it's a, I think a 32 or 34 inch ultra wide just normal monitor. It's it's not meant for gaming or anything. So um, I have some older triple monitors that that I used uh, back in the day that, that they work and and they're they're pretty good. I think um, here in the next couple months, uh, I'm probably gonna try to to upgrade those and just get something a little bit better, but. Once the once the rig gets here, I'm gonna have it set up with uh, with the triple monitors and, and go from there. Man, that's gonna be a nice, nice setup for sure. And uh, all right, very good. Let's talk about you know how often are you running? Like how many times are you racing a week? Are you, you talked about the league you're in? Uh, what else are you part of a team or or what official series are you running? Yeah, so I am a part of, of a team. I, I run Do Work Motorsports. Um, it's at Do Work MS on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can follow us there. We have uh, kind of recaps of our races. Uh, myself, 
uh, Chase Austin, the former NASCAR and IndyCar driver. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, he, he started racing with me a couple weeks ago. Uh, we race on the, the Monday night Real Sim Racing Full Throttle Cup Series. It's uh, presented by the Sim Racers for Mental Health. And it's a it's a great group of guys, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a little in over my head, I think, kind of getting back into the, the flow of iRacing and everything. But that's really about all I'm, I'm getting to do outside of just some test sessions with uh, with Chase and, and kind of preparing for the races. I, I don't get to race near as much as, as I'd like to, just between work and, and you know personal personal business. And um, I, every once in a while, I'll get in there and do some some dirt, like you were saying before, do some some dirt midgets or sprint cars but really I, I it's just a lot of practice for for monday nights with, with rsr and, and then doing that on monday night yep and that you mentioned getting in over your head and you know the co- competition level in 2019 how is it compared to previous generations i will call it that because you've been around a long time back you said you ran a lot in 2011 2012 how is the competition level now compared to then is it like exponentially harder or it was it is it roughly the same um it's it's kind of tough to judge just because i i had been out for a while so uh, you know my ability is is not near as, as good as what it was back in the day when when i could you know practice four or five six times a week and be racing every night and all that stuff but it, it's really cool to see how far i racing just from you know back 28 20, or 2008 2010 and all that um competition's amazing uh, on monday nights it, it, like i said real sim racing i think we've had eight cautions or something like that in the first four races of the year so i mean you're not getting you know five six seven cautions at the end of a race and, and not getting to, to really duke it out with guys they run you clean it's it's really good i'm glad i ended up going there for for the the one league that i get to run just because it i know it's going to make me a lot better in, in the sim yeah definitely high profile and with the uh, broadcasting that's pretty cool let's talk about your result there uh p13 uh was your finish after starting p23 at las vegas uh, clean car at the end um you did avoid a multi-car wreck on lap three green flag runs mid running mid-pack um, you're running P13 in the championship, moving up six uh, spots from last week. So uh, next up, Phoenix, uh, Monday on March 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so we actually um, we did run Phoenix this past Monday. And, oh, good. Uh, yeah, so I, I finished 11th there. Um, finally qualified a lot better and started 12th. I, uh, that was a big point of emphasis. I, I've been struggling with qualifying and, and trying to get in the top 20, let alone the the top 15 but the the biggest thing i'm, I'm happy with myself uh, after daytona i had some some wheel issues there that kind of prompted me to get the new wheel and i uh, really wanted to shoot for top 15s and clean races and that's that's what i've done so far after after daytona i have a, a 12th 13th and an 11th on monday uh, but the biggest thing that, that i'm proud of is i've had two incident free races so keeping the car clean staying out of trouble and and i think if i do that going forward you know, accompanied by just getting more seat time and stuff. I, I think, I don't know if I'll have something for, for the, the, the top guys, but, I, you know, get consistent top tens and maybe get some top fives. All right, cool. Yeah, and we we appreciate you running our paint out there, uh, giving us a good exposure, and, uh, and people will learn about our podcast and uh, 
our numbers are growing uh, crazy right now. So thank you very much for participating in that. And uh, other listeners, if you're uh, interested in doing something similar to what Josh has set up with us, uh, you can contact Brent McCoy, so, and he'll hook you up. Okay, uh, let's get the topics. Uh, Chris, Mode Motorsports was announced. So, uh, let me scroll back up here to the top of the script. Get a little caught up. Um, Chicago Bears offensive guard Kyle Long, along with Mode Motorsports and Mode Media House, announced that, that, that their partnership with iRacing and the 2019 eNASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series. Uh, number 75, Phil Diaz, and number 24, Cody Bias, have been selected to drive for Mode Motorsports for the remainder of the 2019 eNASCAR Peak Antifreeze Race iRacing Series. Schedule with the goal of growing the series and bringing more eyes to the rising esport of iRacing. And um, both guys tweeted out on their Twitters. Uh, Cody tweeted, uh, look out Auto Club Speedway. I have officially been chosen to drive for the eNASCAR Peak Antifreeze iRacing series by Kyle Long and Mode Media House. I cannot wait to get this season started. And uh, Kyle also tweeted. He tweeted, I am excited to announce alongside Mode Media House, we have officially joined the E-NASCAR Peak Antifreeze iRacing Series. Catch us at Auto Club Speedway March 12th, live on iRacing Esport Network as we debut the number 75 of PMD949 hashtag and the number 24 of uh, Cody Byrus. Okay. What do you all think? It's a little better late than ever, I guess. Well, that, what's cool is that we're adding them as we go. I, I thought it was going to be locked in once the draft was over and no more teams till next year, but we're adding teams now. Well, I think they uh, they said that as you know, as teams come on, that they would they would pick up the drivers. I believe I heard that. I could be wrong though. Well, that's what's happening. So ah, that's good stuff. That's good news. You wonder if Hendrick gets jealous of JGR or Roush. Wood Brothers, you know, and Hendrick joins in, and Stuart Haas, that'd be awesome. Well, they, we have more stories like this on this uh, podcast today. Uh, my question for you guys is, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Like, we got this random NFL football star starting a team, and we've had uh, similar stuff. And everybody's doing it. And so pretty soon, all the drivers are going to be spoken for and then there's going to be more teams than there are drivers easily. And so how is that competition going to work going into next year or whatever when there's too many teams? That's what I'm kind of interested in. You know, I'm looking for sponsorship and could use a... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe they go to feeders, feeder series. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so let's get into the peak stuff. Um, they had their... Uh, California race. Uh, it was an afternoon tonight. Uh, there was a promo video put out that was pretty cool. Uh, try to get us, you know, fired up. It, w- it was pretty cool video. Uh, they put it out in, you know, NASCAR, you know, posted it um, as well and um, trying to get people, you know, in the NASCAR community to watch it. So they put it on their Twitter. Uh, but Mike Conti got the poll and, uh, you know, it was big pack racing. Uh, it kind of lived up to the hype of what everyone was hoping for with this new uh, 2019 NASCAR package. And uh, first of all, I got to say kudos to iRacing for 
getting it right as far as the package goes and i'm pretty sure when the race comes sunday we're going to see the similar stuff you know um so you know what did you see i didn't get to see the beginning of the race i only saw the end uh mason what did you see out there yeah so like you said it's uh big pack racing especially on those restarts for the first 20 and 25 laps um we had first caution on lap three because of that three wide racing in the back of the pack. And they, um, throughout the race, they did some nice live look-ins at Ashton Crowder with the webcam and Logan Clampett. Um, those were at various different times in the race. And uh, Ashton may have been a little more amped up than Logan was because Logan's came during a wreck fest at the end. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Conti spun out. Just lots of people getting spun because they weren't clear. I, I wouldn't want to be a spotter on the sim for this this track that's for sure that would be a lot of work um like i said lots of side-by-side -side racing after starts um after that it got into single file and it was hard to pass after lap 20 25 on a run um it looked like they're lined up uh like super speedway racing you could tell one line would get the advantage and then the leader would go down block and he would get split in the middle and shuffled to the back so it was a lot of super speedway racing there for a little bit it seemed like um again lots of people getting tight getting turned there was just many cautions in a row and eventually the last lap last couple laps there was just crazy Corey vincent had led the last stint and uh nick ottinger was going for the pass there and unfortunately he dumped Corey vincent and with mr eric smith getting the win this is our first independent, quote-unquote, driver uh, with a win. And he does drive for low-line racing, um, but managed to avoid all the wrecks and get the win. Their first win as a team in the Peak Series, too, uh, low-line racing. Coincidentally, he won on the high lane, if I remember right. But <laughs> uh, And, wow, he's one of those independents. And... Uh, one one discussion I think you were having, Mason, is why can't we call these teams by the na team name that they are? You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if they don't have a quote-unquote sponsored team, I got one on the service, and if they're registered as a team on the service, then why can't we call it like that? But then, what makes them any different than the people that, uh, like we just announced, um, you know? And the Joe Gibbs Racings and so forth, the Wood Brothers. and Right, that's true. But there are also, uh, in the real world, there's, you know, it's just startup teams, Rick Ware Racing. So, so um, as far as the people that were up front at the end, some a lot of surprises up there. I mean, it's not your normal guys. Uh, it seemed like some people missed it on the setup. Um, if, if you weren't in a good spot track position wise, before they got strung out in that single file lane, it sounded like you were in trouble. So, yeah. And a lot of the wrecks came at the back, um, or mid pack to back. The front was, was usually pretty good for the, the race, but like Chris Overland, he got launched in the air. <laughs> All right. Uh, Parker Kligerman and Tim Clark, who's from NASCAR digital, they were tweeting about the race and, were excited about what they saw as far as a package. I was too. I mean, I saw the last few laps and wow, I was sitting on my edge of my seat kind of thing. It's like watching a real NASCAR race. It's uh very exciting racing and um, they're putting on a, a hell of a show out there. They really are. Uh, Keegan, I was, so these guys, they weren't lifting on this last restart, no matter what. And uh, Keegan was one of those uh, 
guys, and I was kind of keeping my eyeball on him because I was like, all right, well, Keegan Lee, he's going to win this on this thing, but uh, he was close. Very, very close. In fact, we have uh, a picture of the finish down there. Yeah, so the finish was crazy, and uh, they did do a nice recap video. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, now, after the race, we had uh, Oakland Raiders backup quarterback A.J. McCarron drop some hints on Twitter. He will be starting an iRacing team in the next few days. And I did check his Twitter, and nothing yet, but he... Uh... NASCAR, like the official NASCAR Twitter, invited him and his drivers to participate in a hosted race uh, in the trucks. So I'm not sure who was drivers. He didn't quite drop that hint, but looks like he's going to be joining the club. Okay. And then we had an announcement from Fernando Alonso saying that he teams up with Velocity Esports. It is a team that we've talked about previously, and Logitech G to create a sim racing team that will run iRacing among other racing sims. Uh, notable drivers they'll have are Jamie Chadwick, who's a former F3 race winner, and McLaren Shadow Project finalist. Uh, then uh, about a couple hours ago, Red Bull Racing Esports team announced they are broadening their program as well. And so they've announced that um, they're in a partnership now with G2 Esports, who already has a peak team, and uh, they will be uh, racing in iRacing as far as the uh, Porsche World Cup uh, with, uh, what's his name, Fredrikman Rasmussen, Frederick Rasmussen from Denmark, who uh, is the guy who's been winning all those Porsche races in the top split, and uh, he's now on that team Red Bull as well as many other notables uh, in the, you know, roadside community. Uh, but they're going to be racing not only iRacing, but other sims like Forza, Gran Turismo, um, Project Cars 2, R-Factor, and so forth. Yeah, um, and one last peak note there. Um, kind of looking at the point standings, we got... Uh, Novak and Luza tied for the points lead after uh, these races, so keeping it close up there. Nice. So I take it we yeah we'll have a playoff championship thing. So it's like win and you're in, right? I believe so. Yep. All right, let's keep moving. Tony, a season two hot fix one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every time we get a, a new update, the hot fixes come quick. And uh, this one is actually a fairly big hot fix. Um, got a couple of optimization tweaks to the to the beta UI, which I've still not tried since the new update. That seems to be a lot better than what it has been. Um, uh, heat racing now properly advances drivers from consolation to the feature race. Um, default starting track usage for all. All the dirt sessions, practice, queue, and race have been reduced for, I think that's all across dirt racing. Um, Fanatec stuff. Um, the SDK in use has been reverted from 3.4.1 to 3.3. Uh, the users may need to reinstall drivers to get their wheel to link properly. Um, there's been a few minor uh, adjustments uh, to various cars, some 
kind of worth talking is uh, the Dallara F3 Formula Renault and the Nissan GTP. Um, they added a starter, so I'm sure the sounds for that are there as well. Um, and I did they just kind of sneak this one in here because I didn't hear them talking about it, but we got a new Chevy Tundra. Wait a minute, a Chevy Toyota Tundra? Yeah. <laughs> we got some uh teaming up going on or <laughs> um yeah so apparently there's a chevy badge showing on the hood of the toyota so um i guess all the jeffy earnhardt fans should be happy it's probably what happened there was probably a jeffy earnhardt fan i racing that's not a bug they did that on purpose well chris i think it was a bug because they Fixed it in the patch. So no. if you didn't get to see it, if you didn't see it, you don't get to. Hopefully somebody on a, on a page somewhere will have a picture. Um, cup cars, they fixed an issue where increasing ride height was reducing drag. And um, that's that thing that we were talking about on one of the previous shows where it was kind of a, 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 a thing that we found right away. The peak drivers as a kind of a way to get speed. And so they fixed that pretty quick. Yeah, and in the Porsche 911, aerodynamic downforce has been reduced slightly, and aerodynamic drag has been increased slightly. Um, and it looks like just one thing for a track at Charlotte, the Legends uh, RC Oval Long is now unlocked. All right, nice little uh, patch. It's almost like a proper build. I wish yeah. when... There was something as big as so like with that uh that deal with the ride heights you raising ride heights lowering uh downforce or whatever it was that was making the car go faster. I wish they would um say a little bit more about what caused the bug. It would make me feel better about what we're running. You know what I mean? Like how how does something so crazy as raising up the car and having the downforce um be lower get through you know <laughs> well you got to remember they did just the opposite of that chris they deleted the thread not only you know hours after it was created uh to try to stop the discussion about it so that i mean you're saying let's discuss it and talk about it but they're wanting to say as little as possible is what it seems like yeah i know hammer was pretty irate you know there's a guy that does a lot of a lot of stuff for i racing and its members and he was kind of calling that out, and that kind of sucks. Uh, usually, I, I would they're usually they're pretty open with stuff for the most part, but a little bit of transparency on stuff like that would make me feel a lot better that we're driving the stuff that's um, close to real life and scanned and all this crap, and not just a pat patchwork of nonsense. Okay. Yep. And one thing, uh, one funny kind of thing, the BMW M8, uh, it's already big enough, and uh, it is now easier to lock those rear brakes. Uh, they're doing that to force a higher brake bias. Okay. All right, next up, uh, banners. Uh, I'm talking about at the top of the windshield on the NASCAR A, B, and C car. Um, tried to learn some more information about this because they made some changes to it in the big release and didn't really understand what's going on. So I'm not a painter by any means, but I'm going to try to figure it out here. Uh, Basically, NASCAR requested that we use proper logos for their respective series. We had to change how we were displaying them previously. 
basically um, they made changes where they forced these banners onto the cars no matter what you do with your paint, okay? Um, and the way I understand it was the Monster Cup Energy logo one, they gave it as a full-spectrum, full-color logo or whatever. And then the Xfinity and the Gander Outdoors truck series uh, logos, these, those were delivered as grayscale logos. And so with the grayscale, they were, in, were able to integrate them into the paint somehow where they would always show. But with the Monster Cup Energy, they weren't able to because of the artwork that Monster gave us that we have to use. And they didn't give it to us as grayscale. And so on the cup car, it's a little bit different than it is on the Xfinity and the, and the trucks. And that's the reason why. Yeah, it seems like to me, because I had to update a, a playoff paint scheme for my league and it included the banner, and uh, that for the trucks, it does let you cover it up from my experience. But the Xfinity, you know how they have that little side gray area where the name goes? Oh, yeah. That doesn't get covered up in the Xfinity car. Only the Xfinity stuff. And then the cup car, I don't believe it covers up at all. I might be wrong, but I'm 98% sure I'm right. And so these discussions led to a, hey, FYI, we plan to make a change on how these custom textures work in a future patch anyway. So this whole car decal option won't be necessary anymore. And he basically saying it's a short-term situation. Um, and then he even gave some other neat details where he said the per pixel spec editing of custom paints is incredibly high on my want list. I have it ready to go, believe it or not. I'm waiting on an engineer to have time to implement it. Now, what does that mean per pixel spec editing of paint? It's like you get a full resolution. You get to literally edit every pixel. That's what it sounds like. Good. What kind of monitor would you need to have for that? <laughs> Pretty cool. And so I don't really understand how the painting stuff works, but there was a lot of good reaction to that announcement uh, from the painting community. And so uh, this is good news, I guess. Okay, Chris, Empty Box weighs in on the new tire model. Yeah, YouTuber Empty Box um, posted a 13, 14-minute video on the, the new tire model. And he's been uh, trying it out a lot on the Skippy, and he likes what he's seeing so far. Um, from what I, uh, what I gather from the video, it um, behaves pretty similar to the old tire, but fixes some of the, the glaring um, things that were wrong with the old tire, uh, most notably the heat. You can't go out, you, when you go out, um, he gave a good example of when you go out to qualify in the tires now, you get those magic tires for a couple laps that you can just go out and run wide open. And he said in this, it's more like you have to wait for the tire to get up to temperature and get to the tire pressure where you want it to be running at. And then you can run those hot laps after a few laps. And he said, uh, you know, if he got down under 18 pounds of pressure in the tires, which is about what guys are running in the skippies, uh, he, you know, he start um, losing car control. So it's cool. He said, um, I mean, obviously it's gonna be hard to tell what we have really in the in the skippies compared to some of the other cars. But from what I gather from um, 
his impressions, it seems like at least they didn't, you know, break anything, and it just seems like it's pretty similar to what we have now. Nothing drastic, just fixes a couple of the issues that we had. Well, at least it's going the right way. I haven't heard anybody say bad things about it, so that's good. Um, now, next up, uh, we got a post from the founder of iRacing, John Henry, uh, who's the Boston Red Sox owner and the uh, co-owner of Roush Fenway. Uh, he was in the uh, Skippy uh, forums, and he weighs in on this tire model and tells us what's up. Uh, Mason, you want to try to tell us what he said? Yeah, so he stopped into iRacing um, and went to Dave Tucker's office and talked, and uh, said it became clear to him as they talked that this isn't the final iteration of the, the new tire model, version 7 Skippy, but the first iteration of it. He did say there was a reduction in engine power, and you've seen there's no reduction in grip. Um, it said it should have been the other way around, I guess. There was excessive grip in previous versions because the tire models were not as realistic as this one is. Um, so they didn't. So this one doesn't require as much grip. Expect to see that power restored and less grip as the tire model gets tweaked, thanks to your testing. Um, another issue that iRacing is having is we they don't have enough testers. Lots of paperwork is involved and repetitive te tests um, and tasks. Any of you iRacers are welcome to reach out to iRacing to become testers. Um, and a lot of you seem more than qualified. Uh, he says it's heartening to see how passionately you want this particular car to mirror the real world. And uh, Dave is also has that passion, but he's in more vehicles than just the Skippy for, with the new tire model. So um, basically, we're the guinea pigs. And uh, we're we're helping be the beta testers with the Skippy. And one last note is he'd like to see a Formula Four car, John Henry Wood, um, built the way that Iris Racing builds cars these days. So hopefully we'll see one of those on the the sim. Yeah, and as far as Formula Four, he's talking about that's a good replacement for the now defunct Skippy Skip Barber car right. that the new tire models on, and uh, you know we should be using this on a Formula Four car, not a, a Skip Barber, but. Um, what's interesting is there's a couple tidbits here uh, about the testing. You know, he's basically saying there wasn't a lot of testing done on this tire model. We just kind of put it on the car and put it out there. I, yeah, I wish they'd do that more often, honestly. Like I said, as long as it's just on one car like that. Just like you said, if you, you give it to us and then we can beta test it. I don't know why they haven't done that with the AI. Well, and what's funny is the forum post blew up after that. All these people saying, hey, I'll be a tester. I'll be a tester, you know, and I think Hammer even was one of them. And he was like, I, I've already volunteered to be a tester. And um, But anyway, uh, that was interesting, I thought. And um, well, that, yeah, go ahead. It's also interesting that the boss man seems to be step, stepping in. Yeah, it is very interesting. This is a couple of weeks in a row we've had him involved in the forums uh, answering people's questions about what's going on. And uh, it's kind of neat to get his perspective, you know. He is the executive in charge. All right, and then we also heard from Tony Gardner, who is the CEO of iRacing. Uh, he weighed in about a, di a little bit different topic, tire allocations. People want limited sets of tires for racing. Um, and they're just basically asking, when are we going to get this? Uh, he gives a very uh, complex answer over about three paragraphs. I'll try to paraphrase, but basically says, 
you know, it's something that we're thinking about and kind of working on, but it's going to be soon. You know, it takes a the entire team, and there's a lot of moving parts, and it's very complicated. And, um, he, you know, he doesn't want to just say, okay, you get six sets of tires, no matter what kind of car or track it is. It's going to be variable depending on the situation. And so they they want to build that kind of complexity into it if they're going to do it. Yeah, and it says he needs to match engineering skill sets with tasks. And this is not a trivial task. So are they hiring? Or is there a good guy on something else? Kind of sounds like they need the guys that are working on the version 7 tire to get finished on the version 7 so, we, so they can work on, on this, it seems like. They need that kind of expertise. Yeah, yep. that's a good way to read it. And one little other tidbit you put in there is that about rain tires. Yeah, you, you basically said, you know, when you do have a tire allocation, we got to have the option of going to a rain tire if it's raining. So further, you know, adding speculation, we're going to have rain at some point. So this is all really good news because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we've had plenty of discussions about this. I mean... You know, we, we've been asking for this for a long time, but we've always told, you know, no, it's probably never going to happen. It's, you know, just that'd be just too crazy, yada, yada, yada. But um, it's it's now in the atmosphere. It's this is something that's going to come eventually, you know, hashtag soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a no. It's not an, a no. We're not going to do it. It's uh, yeah, this is possible. And it's on the framework at some point kind of thing. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that's good enough for me for now. Uh, I, I actually think that limiting tires is bad for my style of racing because I'm a short short run guy. But anyway, Mason, Windows 10 update issues. Yeah, I found this topic because I was researching my own Windows 10 issues. Um, I did get my Fanatec wheel fixed, but uh, that's a story for the end of the podcast. Um up here we have a Forbes.com uh, article about the Windows 10 update issues. Um, it, it's with their patch KB4482887. It says it has crippled gaming performance on the platform across both NVIDIA and AMD GPUs. Microsoft has now confirmed the problem and issued an official warning about the update. It says users may notice graphic and mouse performance degradation with desktop gaming when playing certain games. Um, it specifies Destiny 2, but uh, I feel like it also hit iRacing a little bit. It may not have, but hurt my computer, I think. So they recommend uninstalling that update. Now, I w Mason, I was just checking out that site there, and it looked like on the 12th they uh, put out another patch to help fix this issue. They did, but I'm afraid to use it. I know they broke it last time. Yeah. <laughs> so I checked when he told us about this, and I did not have it installed. And then after that, I had a Windows update, and I'm like, "Uh oh, this is probably it." So yep. after that update, I checked again, and I still didn't have it installed. So I never had the problem. It looks like it was on March 1st that that one might have came out. So. I mean, it's been 13 days since then, so hopefully they fixed it in that patch, I hope. So how do you check? You t you hit your Windows button, type the word Update History, and then you can see uh, Installed Update History, and you can actually look for that number that you mentioned. And then you can remove it, and uh, 
maybe that'll help you guys. All right, uh, Tony, off-road trucking is coming in the June build. Heck yeah, it is. And oh boy, oh boy. Uh, for somebody that sucks at dirt as much as I do, I am stoked for this. This was announced on uh, Monday that... It, it's pretty cool. I, we talked about the trucks already. Um, this is the Pro 2 and the Pro 4, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah. So basically the way I summed it up in my own head is, you know, trucks, dirt, lots of jumps. And um, yeah, like we, we, we've seen the, uh, the videos, you know, with the, um, with them doing it, you know, the, the, the tracks were just in a very small early state with no backgrounds or nothing like that. Um, but uh, they, they've got it all figured out. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's coming in June. Um, they're going to have both the, the pro four and pro two, two trucks um with uh two tracks i believe to start the wild west motorsports park and the wild horse pass motorsports park and you know uh more tracks will be added in the near future but uh two to start i think that'll be that'll get us going um i know phil teammate phil was also uh very excited about this and uh he threw up some comments. I'll, I'll read them out because he, he definitely has a good insight on this stuff. Um, says, uh, this has been a long time coming and I'm pleased to see a new series come to Dirt Road. iRacing confirmed the series with a teaser video on Twitter last November, but only now announced an official partnership with the real-life counterpart. The Pro 2 and Pro 4 off-road trucks are on dirt tracks reminiscent of motocross circuits, muddy and full of jumps, tabletops, and even rhythm sections of and tight small burns. The trucks have insane horsepower and crazy suspension, and the real racing has the same tough-as-nails, take-no-prisoners vibe as dirt ovals, a very American side of dirt road when compared to the more European feel of rallycross. Um, also note that this is different than stadium super trucks, which race on asphalt. They're not the same. It says says... Uh, Finally, he says, I think this series will see more participation than Rallycross, but will suffer the same fate. It will be fun as hell, but hard to go fast if you can if you can finish the race. Though with two classes of trucks, we may see a more accessible progression to dirt road, perhaps with the Pro 2 for D-Class, Pro 4 for C-Class, leaving the B and A classes to the Rallycross supercars. Then again, iRacing may not want to shake up the existing licenses too much, just have to wait and see i just uh honestly guys i i just hope that uh you know they 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 do keep it at like a c dirt road class for this stuff or you know something low where i'm at right now so i don't have to uh scrounge and 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 build my license up to be able to drive these cars because as soon as these come out i'm i'm buying it all and um i'm gonna i'm gonna be missing some nis races i know that yeah, I'm gonna have to check out those trucks for sure. I'm looking forward to those. Now, when they did Rallycross initially, they and and Dirt Oval, they gave free content. So I would have guessed that at least one of these things is going to be free, so you can you know try it. But um, it's pretty cool. I can't imagine what they're going to do with the licensing, though. I was thinking B and A, but uh, I have no idea. I know. <laughs> I grew up race you know uh what was it iron uh, crazy iron 
Ivan's uh, off-road, whatever Ivan the arcade Ho game. Guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up racing these kinds of cars or trucks in the arcades and on other games, not those rally cars. So I think the rally cars are really fun. But if when I think of like a dirt arena type racing, this is what I think of. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, when the, when this popped up and we you know we started talking about it on on Monday, like the only thing that I could think of is that meme that you know, with uh, Fry from Futurama just holding out his fist with money, just shut up and take my money. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm all in for this. This is, I love this. Okay, let's keep moving. Chris, 2019 Season 2 Super Sessions have been announced. Tell, uh, tell us about this lucrative opportunity. Yeah, so this is a forum post um, by Tyler Hudson, and uh, I kind of missed these when uh, they came around last season, the super sessions. Um, pretty cool, though. So what they are is, uh, you know, they had talked about last season. You have these series, one series each um, week of the 12-week season. The first week would be the like, Grand Prix series. And you race in that series throughout the week. And then at on the, the Saturday after, um, you know, that week's up, they take the top. Um, however many would be in a split let's say there's 30 cars in a split it would take the top 30 guys in points from that week, just that week and put them in the super session race and in the super session races first place wins 250 credits, second place wins 150 credits and third place wins 100 credits wow, so big money money and race, just a race, yes and this is official uh, racing that's for money, for, for yeah, credits. Big money, yeah. And you, all you have to do is race in the series throughout the week and then be the top in points. And so, you know, when you see top in points, and I have like a 2200 I rating, I think. And so when I think top in points, you know, that's going to be the guys with 4,000, 6,000 I rating. I can't get enough points to compete with those guys. But um, these series are all kind of the lower series, like the C and D series. So these aren't, I mean... Well, those, it's just for those... the one week. It's not the entire season. Right, yep. And you have to be there at, at that event on Saturday at the right time. And if the top 30 don't show up that are in points for that week... Then they take the next, they take the 31st and the 32nd and the 33rd in points and the 34th and so on. And they go on down the list. And so you just be, so even if you're like 50th in points, you still show up and you try to register because if those other guys ahead of you don't show up, you're going to get in the race. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. have told everyone about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was telling Chris about this the other night. I said, look, if I didn't work Saturday, I'd be all over this. This is an awesome opportunity because my opinion is if you don't plan this carefully and understand what series is running on what week and what time that race is Saturday, you're going to miss it, miss it, miss it. And unless you're all over it, uh, nobody's going to be all over it. Speaking of missing races. And so some of the series that they have throughout the weeks uh, camel gt dirt ump modified v8 supercars 360 sprints nascar modifieds fan attack gt dirt legends nascar super late model rally cross pro mazda grand prix legends for the week 12 
Yeah, I, I like that all these, like I said, all these series are kind of like the DC class series. So some of the, if, if some guy's got a 6,000 I rating running um, the A class stock cars, he's going to have to come down and run your stuff <laughs> and then compete with you at the end of the week. It's a great idea. Yeah. Because if they can get like, let's say 100 or 200 guys that are trying to win this money and they go to and race these season, these cars that they normally don't race, that's driving participation in these series that probably desperately need it. Yeah, this is a great way to drive participation. 250 bucks for one race at the end of the week. That's awesome. And uh, they uh, have it right on the front page of the website too. And um, check out the details. Yeah. If you can race on that Saturday event, I'd definitely uh, get a few starts in in each in in these series each week so you can run it and to see who shows up because if nobody shows up and you can get in the race and you can get a, a podium finish you're in the money yeah they're all fun cars too like this this whole 12 week schedule they're all fun cars to run all right next up uh some nis stats i love nis stats uh reddit member fuzzwa collected some iRacing stats from the 2019 Season 1 and created some beautiful charts showing the distribution of things like iRating versus races and incidents per lap versus iRating and more. Um, in NIS Fix, there were uh, 8,431 drivers competed overall, is what it says. Um, 237 official races with an average strength of field of 2,456. 1,085,000 laps were completed with 61,000 incidents. Uh, open, uh, similar numbers. I'm not going to repeat those. Now, a few of our teammates have made uh, a couple of the top 10 lists. David Hall shows ninth uh, in most IMSA series starts in season one with 96. And then Bill Hull. He was tied for third for most pole positions in NIS fixed with two. And then, uh, Chris, you got most NIS open I rating gained in season one. Wow, that's pretty cool. Woo-hoo. Most gained. That's like uh, most improved. Best improved. Yeah, and that was before I won last night, too. And that was before this. All right, let's keep moving. I got this one. Uh, I racing quietly switching the official Grand Prix series car. So talking about the Formula One series, they have changed that from the McLaren to the Toyota uh, for season two. Um, they haven't even updated the car page on the series website. Um, and so anyway, there's a lot of posting in the forums about this. Um, Mark, uh, he gave us a comment here. I'm going to read it. I think this is a good move to try and resurrect the series. I bought the McLaren to run the Shadow Series and wish I never did. The car is so complex to set up and very temperamental to lay the power down. It was undrivable for most everyone except for the elite drivers of the sim. I have purchased, I just purchased the Williams and I'll be watching the sessions and joining as they go official. Per speculation on my part, but the iRacing returning the Williams back to the official status, it may be that the Williams and iRacing have been talking about scanning the new car for the sim. Williams has been aggressive in promoting their eSports e- racing teams on many platforms and seem committed to iRacing with Team Williams and the Peak Series as well as entering top split teams in all the endurance races so far this year. So Mark, uh, thinking maybe we'll get a new F1 car. Yeah, it was interesting reading through those forums and and 
seeing how they decided to change that. Alex Warren kind of posted up, said, do you guys want to do this? And some people said yes, some people said no, and they did it. Well, there's a, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, there's probably some discussion with Williams, maybe. And so maybe that's why they, he went to the forums to see what the community would say, to see if they were against it. They weren't really, so they did it. Okay, let's keep moving. Um, F1 short ovals. So, Mason, tell us about this. Yeah, um, it looks like we have Nick Neiman posting up uh, that Time Attack is now up on the Beta UI. We have the McLaren F1 on some ovals. Um, should be interesting, interesting to see what people can get out of this. Um, at Stafford, Oxford, Bristol, USA, Thompson, excuse me, and NHMS, New Hampshire. Okay, so Bristol in an F1 car? I thought that was interesting. And uh, a time that Nick uh, posted up for Bristol, 11.2. Dude, that's haul in the mail. So the current difference between novice and world champion is 0.137 seconds at the moment. So I've never really been into time attack, but uh, they're certainly making it interesting by these uh, unique uh, combinations. Did you scroll down and watch the the McLaren at Bristol? Oh, the video? Yeah. It's under yeah. 11 seconds a lap. It's crazy. And he's just flat out. He's not lifting at all. And... <laughs> okay, uh, Tony, uh, Zach Leonardi tearing up the dirt. Yeah, 2018 uh, iRacing um, World of Outlaws champion. Uh, getting it done on a real dirt track at Sonoa, uh, Sonoya, Sonoa Raceway. <clears throat> Pick how you want to say it. We'll go with that. Um, yeah, so he he, he won his race. Um, it's, uh, he was uh, battling hard against uh, Shane Fulcher uh, for the lead. That uh, he was able to squeak it out at the end and and bring the checker flag home. I mean, from from sim to to real life. There you go. He's out there winning. All right. Uh, some other updates on Twitter. We got uh, Malik Ray uh, posted up that he got a PC upgrade from Velocity Micro. And uh, this is uh, seems to be a trend where all the peak drivers are getting upgraded equipment. And now Malik Ray joins uh, with a new computer. Congrats to him. Uh, and then uh, Dale Jr. Uh, was playing in the dirt. He put up a picture on his Twitter, Dale Earnhardt Jr., of his, hey, congratulations, you were just promoted to Class D Dirt Oval Racing License. Yeah, and his yeah. Dale Jr. download, he was talking about having his rig set up uh, in his home, so sounds like he's racing it. Yeah, he said he took, he grabbed one of his uh, die cast and brought it into the office, so he wouldn't have seen that die cast that was sitting at his rig unless he was sitting at his rig, right? <laughs> All right, and then uh, Mason, we had a Twitter update from uh, Hattori Racing. Yeah, this is the uh, championship-winning truck team from last year uh, that had Brett Moffin in it. Um, they hosted a uh, session at Bristol on iRacing, and uh, Austin Hill was on there and said he was spinning around in turn four, but it uh, looks like Max McLaughlin was fast until the end and must have gotten wrecked. So cool to see you know, championship teams on iRacing. Yeah, Austin Hill is a recent truck winner, too, so. 
And All if right. you look, sorry, I was gonna say if you look through that uh, their their Twitter page, it's yeah, uh, they they posted a lot of iRacing racing stuff on there. Yeah, they they're pretty cool about that over at Hattori. Now, Tony, I'll let you take this one. Uh, Chemical Brothers collaboration with F1 uh, on a music video. What do you see here? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm just laughing and nobody knows what the heck I'm laughing at. Um, well, it's a dog driving through, driving a sim. He's he's sitting in a in a rig, uh, strapped right in, and uh, well, they got a handler there, kind of helping him out to see what he's doing. And I gotta be honest, though, guys, he doesn't look all that impressed to be there. I, he should be smiling. Um, I think anyone else sitting in there doing that would be smiling. Um, well, we won't hold it against the dog. This is pretty funny. <laughs> I think he was racing NIS last. I think he was racing NIS last night. Oh no, they loaded him up at Phoenix, didn't they? Oh, <laughs> no wonder he's angry. <laughs> now I watched the actual music video. They had it's on YouTube, uh, and uh, it was a premiere on March eighth of their new video. It's called "We've Got to Try the Chemical Brothers." And they have the dog running in an actual F1 car. He's in an F-16 fighter pilot uh, jet uh, doing all this crazy stuff. They had him in the simulator and he was driving a, you know, an iRacing sim. And that was crazy. And it's a pretty crazy video. Yeah, this one caught me by surprise, Mike, as, you know, like uh, on on our script there, there's no names to it. So I I didn't even really kind of pay attention to it just open it up and here's this dog driving oh this is great yeah that's why i threw it your way <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay so that's it for topics now let's talk about our sponsorship of a league uh, we actually want to announce that we have uh, reached an agreement with sim racing authority uh, to uh, be their title sponsor of their sunday night xfinity series and so it's now going to be known as the uh, Sim Racing Authority iRacers Lounge podcast series uh, on Sunday night. And so uh, the races are going to be broadcast live on OSR Network at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so check that out. We're going to be talking about their races each week uh, here on the show for the next uh, several weeks. And we're happy to have uh, Bobby Cheney and all those guys over there uh involved with the uh, podcast and um wanted to say real quick how i know these guys uh back in the day when i first started in iRacing i was in a league called nordgar n-o-r-d-g-a-r and there were a bunch of good drivers in there including tyler descharm and bobby shaney who were involved in this uh league uh as well as uh several uh peak drivers that are in the peak series that, that you know today. Uh, there's probably about four or five of them that are peak drivers that were part of the Nordgar League back in the day. Uh, but anyway, uh, when Nordgar uh, kind of went away, uh, Bobby started up Sim Racing Authority, and they kind of picked up all those drivers and kept on running. And uh, they're a very popular league, and, uh, and they've been running for several years, so we're happy to have them. All right, uh, let's get into hardware software. Mason, the RS-app. Yep, this is an app through the Apple uh, Store, which is rare, I feel like, uh, for us to get apps on the, the App Store for iRacing. Um, it's called RS-Dash. 
and it is a telemetry app uh, based on PCARS Dash. Um, you must have the companion telemetry app for Project Cars, it says, but it also works with iRacing. Um, it does require in-app purchases, although the app itself is free. And uh, the in-app purchases are required to activate each game you want to use. So if you just want to use the iRacing one, all you do is pay for the iRacing one. So it looks like... $3.99. Yeah. So it looks like you can get the standings on there. You can get your uh, like uh, uh, RPMs with your gear, what lap you're on, position, a couple different screens. Um, the iPad one is obviously just bigger. Um, you can get your tire wear. You can get... Uh, like it uh, looks like a ride height kind of thing um, or like a, a weight shifting motion. So you got a couple different op options there and a little app to play with. Very rare to see a, an iRacing related app in the App Store for Apple. Very rare. But we found it. All right, let's keep going. Chris, Thrustmaster F, Thrustmaster F1 wheel add-on. Yeah, this is um, from Simply Mod. Um, uh, they have an eBay store. And this uh, little add-on will take your old, um, I think like a 2012 version Thrustmaster F1 wheel to the new version that with a digital um, readout. And it works by taking, um, I believe it's an iPhone 4 or 4S, and you, it, it basically is a plastic holder for the phone that attaches to your wheel. So you have all those that digital stuff on the phone and it basically <laughs> snaps onto your wheel. Pretty cool though for 26, 30 bucks, whatever ends up going on eBay. It is pretty cool. I mean, they have, a, uh, you know, for iPhone 5C, iPhone 6, 6S, iPhone 7, and, and, and uh, you know, Samsung S5, and they have S4. And so what you can do is get like an old cell phone, buy this thing for 26 bucks, and attach it to your wheel, and you got a digital display. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people have old phones laying around could use something like this, and a lot of people probably already have an old phone or are using it like this, but they have it bungee to the wheel or something else, you know, Tony Groves'd up. <laughs> now, I have an iPhone 5S on the, sitting on the base of my wheel, uh, I have a little wire that goes from one heat vent hole to the other heat hole, vent hole, and it kind of leans against this wire. And I run an app called iRace Dash, which is an obsolete Apple app that's no longer available. But I do have that, but it's on, it's kind of behind my wheel. This thing is to put it on top of your wheel or on the actual wheel itself. And so uh, to find that, uh, the the website is what? Well, you can search it by finding just uh, Google simply mod F1, and you'll find it that way. Uh, I got the next one, uh, the GS5 uh, Sim Experience Motion Seat that I've been drooling over has been announced. It's officially for sale uh, as of uh, March 4th, and so you can go to their website and order it now. Uh, several people have, and they've already had them delivered, and there's a lot of happy people out there. I've seen it on the forums, uh, all the people posting about it. It is $3,000. It weighs 85 pounds. Uh, they ship them very quickly. It comes in one box. Uh, what I've heard is it's pretty hard to install, to get it mounted to a current rig. 
Uh, a lot of people have had to make modifications to make it work, but once it's done, it's done. Uh, also, the belts uh, seem to be a must-have. You've got to have uh, proper seat belts to go with it to really get the full effect. Definitely on my wish list, guys. I can't believe uh, how much I want one of these things. You have an expensive wish list. <laughs> I need a wheel first, though. Uh, all right, Tony, Symmetric Labs. Yeah, so this is a company that is like it's like a mobile driving coach. Um, they say they'll they'll go around uh, basic. Well, they'll they'll come to you. Um, and from what I understand, it's <laughs> like a big van. It's got a, um, a a full rig inside. Um, custom coaching. They'll help you uh, through all your you know your driving needs and and help you you know fine tune your your racecraft. Um, one really neat thing though that they have is called the, they have a eye tracking technology and they're they're tracking glasses that allow them to to monitor record and quantify your eye movement. Um, they say it's an essential factor in increasing the driver awareness and performance. Um, I, I've not ever seen this before. I've found that rather interesting. Yes, I did too. And this this guy, he has a big old, like you said, a van or a trailer or something, and he has a sim inside of it, and he takes it to actual racetracks where they have track days and stuff. And then people hire him, you know, to get into his truck, and then they coach. he coaches them on how to drive kind of thing. But this eye-tracking thing that he shows that he's talking about is so cool. It's these glasses, and what it does is it, it somehow projects a, a, a circle or a dot onto the display of where your eyeball is actually looking at. And so as you're driving, you see this little dot moving around on the display, and, it, it, and you can see for yourself what you're looking at. Are you distracted? Are you really looking at the apex to the, of the corner? Are you looking you know, too far ahead? Are you not looking far enough ahead? Um, and it, by seeing the dot, you can actually see what you're doing and train yourself to be looking at the right place. And so that's the idea behind it. And so I thought it would be a neat tool for an iRacer, you know, if you could just buy these glasses and somehow it gets the dot on the screen so you can see where you're looking. Uh, it's a little different than the uh, IR track thing that we've talked about in the past. Well, yeah, this, yeah, this would be a total separate entity from that because the, the the eye tracking moves the whole screen like you'd be you know similar to vr and whereas this is just kind of pointing out your um your shortfalls and in, in where you're looking yep all right let's keep moving uh rig review uh kyle larson all right let's talk about his rig mason yeah, he uh he got a WR1 chassis delivered to him. Um it's a custom built rig. It looks like we got an ultra wide monitor there. Um I'm not sure what brand that seat is, but it looks like the racing style seat with the uh um headrests on the side. Um proper racing seat there. Um has the the button boxes on the sides of the wheels. Looks like it's got the Fanatec V3 pedals. So it looks like it's got a V2.5 uh, wheelbase um, with the P1 uh, wheel attached. It's got KLR on the front, uh, Kyle Larson Racing, and it's uh, it's it's 
very compact rig uh, made out of look like just thin sheet metal I'm guessing I'm not sure yeah so it's a looks like a cool little rig there I almost was looking at one of these instead of my p1 but I found that it wasn't as uh, adjustable slash uh, modifiable in the end right I love the design because the PC is behind the pedals, on, kind of on the floor behind the pedals, and the whole cockpit encompasses the PC. Now, it would make it really hard to work on the PC the way it is. It's kind of boxed, you know, boxed in there, so to speak. Uh, hopefully, there's an easy way to get access to it. I'm not sure, but what about that monitor, man? That thing is huge. It's like a 42-inch widescreen. Yeah, you have to have room for that. You can have and curved. Uh, yeah. You have a couple feet wide and probably about you know, maybe six feet long, I think. But that monitor is itself like an extra foot on each side. Yeah, and the seat. I love the seat because it's a, it looks like a proper NASCAR kind of style seat, you know. But it doesn't look like it moves forward or backwards. It's, it is what it is. I need to find out how he mounted those button boxes because that's what I'm looking for too. On yeah, either side of the wheel? They've almost kind of made like a, a dash style with the with the button boxes. Yep. All right, let's keep moving. Tony, a podium direct drive stress test has been posted. Yeah. Um, oh, where's uh, where's fanboy Greg when you need him? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, podium, uh, I guess they're Fanatec. Yeah, um, Fanatec. Yeah, I had this all opened up and I closed it for some stupid reason. Um, yeah, they, they put up a, a video of them stress testing their, their new direct drive, uh, wheel. And, um, it's, I guess it's supposed to, well, it's supposed to replicate, you know, harsh driving, um, more than what a, what a normal person could, uh, possibly do for any given length of time. Now they were testing this at, um, oh, that crazy long, uh, track. Nurburgring. That's the one. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, and it's just constant. Um, I don't. I think they they said how long they they said simulating infinite laps around uh, around there. Um, a relentless twenty four seven torture test, I guess, um, just right. to show you how strong and how durable this this new direct drive wheel that they have um, is. Kind of a neat video just to kind of see them in action, you know, and see what they look like visually. They uh, they look nice. I definitely like them. And a, a stress test by Fanatec on their website. I'm sure it's unbiased. They're, right. they're awesome. <laughs> Looks like they have two of them fighting each other. Okay. Uh, next up, Mason. Uh, we've talked about this one in the past, but I thought we'd bring it up again. The Simu Wheel. F1 size button box by Penguin RC. This is a a wheel a button thing to be bolted onto a real racing wheel. Yeah, so um yeah, Penguin RC um manufactures these um and it's the pictures they have up are of a Sparco, looks like a GT style wheel um with the button box uh attached to the back of that. Um the button box they have is is five buttons uh full and uh but they they have more than just that one they have plenty of these um they look like they're well built um you'd have to obviously figure out 
uh, the USB interface uh, side of it. Um, it said prices for the Simu Wheel F1 start at $149.99 for the G10 version and $199.99 for the Graphite version. Um, so it looks like they have a couple different uh, styles of those. And their their website is uh, is pretty easy to navigate and um, show you what they got uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, and that's an integrated paddle shifter with that too. So yeah, I was trying like, to figure that out. Yeah, um, so you can have like buttons with paddle shifting, and put that on a real wheel, and boom, you you got a solution. Okay, uh, we're gonna do one more before we go to uh, results. Uh, I've talked about this a hundred thousand times on this show, but I'm gonna bring it up again because we have a lot of new listeners, and uh, I'm gonna remind people about a undocumented feature called Driver Head Horizon. I call it the gyro mode. And basically, if you go in your app INI and you find driver head horizon and you change the zero to a one or the one to a zero, just do it the opposite of what it is. Uh, what it does, it locks your head to the horizon and lets the cockpit roll underneath you. And I race like this all the time. Uh, there's a couple people on our team that do. Uh, I've asked most of my team to try it. Um, what do you guys remember about the uh, gyro view? I personally absolutely love it. Um, I love how the car moves. You, you see the car move a lot more. Um, it, uh, it it certainly helps kind of with the immersion if if you don't have a motion rig. Yeah, you can see the car compress right on the springs. You can visually see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's what it allows. And so, by default iRacing has this turned off, and the only way to turn it on is through the app INI. It's called Driver Head Horizon. Take five minutes and try it. Yeah, no, I've tried it before I got the Track IR system, so I don't know how that would work with it, but, um, but yeah, I would be willing to try it again. I'll, I'll tell you, it's hard to drive it on dirt, though. So I'm wondering if that Track IR would help me drive that on dirt. Now, there's a few other settings in that same vicinity that you can tweak uh, as well like uh, head bobble and different things like that can, that are also immersive. Uh, but let's get on to results now. Let's talk about NIS. Um, finishing up last week uh, after the podcast, I ran a fixed P18. I ran top five, top 10 most of the race. Got caught up, though, in some late uh, restart wrecks, though. But was happy with how I was running throughout that race. I was... Uh, Top 10, most of it. Uh, and then Friday Open, uh, Brent, he uh, got a P37. Uh, lap one, he was running the high line on the back stretch, out on the dog leg next to the wall, and he got ran over from a guy running up that dog leg, making entry back onto the track. Destroyed his front end. Uh, Tony, you didn't do much better. No, no. Uh, P27. I didn't even make it to the end. I got DQ'd with there's like 40 or 50 laps still to go. Um, I don't even remember what caution number we were on. It was high. Like it was just a, it was a crap race. There was absolutely nothing I could do to, to stay away from the racks. I, it seemed like I was just, I just got caught in absolutely everything. And then um, what ended up taking me out was my own fault because I just tapped the wall for a 2x and boom, I was done. And to be honest with you, I couldn't have been happier because I was not enjoying that race. Um, 
I, I was very happy to just shut the computer down and call it a week. Ouch. All right. Sunday open, uh, Mason, P10. Not too bad. Yeah, uh, I believe David Hall also ran this race, but he didn't put a result down, so I'm not, I don't remember where he finished. Um, but, yeah, it started out a little rough. I just was falling back through the field with whatever setup we had. I don't know if I was not being aggressive enough or thinking we are going to get long runs or what, but I ended up spinning out twice. Um, I know once was off a of four and once was in the dog leg, I think. Um, I was dead last one point after fixing that damage. But uh, I loosened the car up a ton because there's one point through the, the race for the track temp. I uh, just got crazy one way and uh, started driving through the field and fought back up to 10th. Yeah, I was finding myself being able to move forward at Phoenix uh, through the field. Uh, and it was kind of pleased. Now, Sunday fixed, I ran uh, P9. Uh, good run overall. I was involved in three different in incidents. There were no green flag stops, lots of cautions. But that kind of suits me, and uh, man, I'm happy with the top 10 there for sure. Uh, Britt McCoy, he ran, and guess what? He he led 155 out of 156 laps, all but one, and of course he won the race P1. Congrats, Britt. And uh, man, he's on a winning streak this year. Yeah, I was spotting for him there at the end, and uh, he kept asking about the line the guy behind him was running in. On the short run, which they kept having those at the end, Brent was, was killing them. On the long run, he was getting caught a little bit, but good win. Yeah, it sounded like uh, he was getting a little psyched out there at the end, but uh, worried about it. But that's okay. Uh, you got to keep your head on. All right, let's move on to California. Uh, Wednesday fixed. Uh, wow, it's excited to get into this new package and see what we got at California. And guess what? I was wrecked out on lap one, turn two, and I could not miss it. It was in front of me. Uh, I got collected, and uh, my day was over. Finished like dead last. And then Wednesday open. Guess what? This happens to me every year, no matter how hard I try. I forget about the stupid, stupid, stupid daylight savings time and think the race starts at 7 p.m. local when it really started at 6. And so I sat down about 6.40 p.m. All my teammates are here, and I sit down, and I'm like, man, I'm here early, and they're already running. And I'm like, oh, crap, I missed the start of the race. And I said, which race are you watching? Because I was like, you're late. And, you know, just for the listeners, we... We did discuss this last week, right? Yeah. And yeah. I still blew it. Yeah. <laughs> I just get so, it's a habit, you know, you get used to a time and you do this every week and wow, it's hard to break habits. All right. And then, uh, Chris, uh, let's tell, talk about your event Wednesday open, uh, P1, all hail King Scales. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was kind of a sucky race. I actually had an awesome result, but. It was just a bunch of cautions and just kind of tried to race it one goal at a time, just like you said, just try not to wreck for the first half and then tried to get into the top 10. And then I think we had about 20 laps to go. We had five lap old tires and I think I was running fifth or sixth. Um, we, uh, nobody pit, nobody pit except for one guy in front of me. I got tires and, um, that was all it took. We had a restart with about, I think, 15 to go, 
and we had a quick caution. We get another restart with eight to go, and we stayed green until there was um, the last lap, and those guys just didn't have a chance. The car in front of me that got tires got picked the wrong lane and got held up, and um, with a couple laps to go, just drove it into turn one, and they had to lift, and I didn't. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I guess you just... Kind of, you kind of hope that um, a bunch of cautions are going to come out, I guess, and you're if you're in those front spots. And I was just in that that right spot, you know, fifth or sixth, where I could t make the gamble. Nice. Well, it's your experience too, you know, well, being in, you know in the right position, so you don't have to lift there at the end. And they did, or they picked the wrong lane, and you didn't. So, yeah, hell of a win, man. Good job. It was just that new package, I guess. I don't know what they were thinking, because that's about how, you know, you could go like five or six laps wide open, and then you'd have to start lifting at least in turn one. But, yeah, like I said, with new tires, I didn't, and they didn't. So just it was pretty easy just to drive on by. All right, and uh, Mason, you got wrecked out. We won't go into that. Um, Tony Groves, you got P19. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad of a run for the most part. Got door slammed early on. Some guy just got, you know, real tight coming out of two. Got up into me, um, and then uh, got into another tangle. I I didn't go back and look at the replay. It may have been my fault. Maybe the other guy coming into me. Um, who knows? Uh, I probably got into him though. And then uh, I was doing actually all right, and I probably would have got a top ten finish, um, except the the last uh, well, the only green flag stop. I just murdered myself on it. Coming way too hot. Uh, got loose, got squirrely, tagged a wall coming into pit road, and got the speeding penalty. So P19 was what I was able to salvage after that. Yeah. And then Mason, what was your deal? Oh, we were mid-race after a whole bunch of cautions there, and the guy, uh, one of the guys cut down from the top to bottom lane, and the guy behind him didn't lift. So I got caught up in that. So I was coming back up through the field. I had been running in top 10 the entire race so far and just clipped the apron and almost spun it out, but fell back about 20 spots and was making my way back up through. Oh, yeah, the apron's bad. If you get it just right at California, that car will just turn. I did that. Uh, all right, let's talk about Thursday Open. Uh, wow, I was by myself. Tony Rochette couldn't make it. He had car troubles or something and couldn't get home for the race. But I ran uh, by myself, and I got a P2, baby, P2. I can't believe how I'm running at a non-restrictor plate track. But I was telling the guys, maybe this is the restrictor plate track now, um, the way the new rules are. But I was so happy with how I was running. I was competing for the win. Now, I haven't figured out how to win this thing, how to position myself at the end. I think the leader has an advantage uh, with clean air, and I just... I just don't know how to get around him yet. If he doesn't make a mistake, it's almost impossible to pass him. And so anyway, a P2, I'm happy, 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 happy with that. I can't believe that I'm running good. I don't really like this package, but now that I've run it and I've raced it and I run well and I ended up naturally getting up to the front, it feels like Daytona. It feels like Talladega as far as my track position. And boy, I'm just so pleased. I'm pleased as punch. Sounds like someone put a coin in the jukebox and changed the tune. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, my luck is NASCAR will change the package back or something. All right, let's get into league racing. Uh, 
OSRA Stiver, you got a P4. Yeah, it was a it was a hard race there. It was our first race with the new uh, drafting package they put on the trucks, and uh, it was we had to adjust the setups a little bit, fix the ride heights, but other than that, we kept uh, some of the same stuff we had before. Um, they do stage racing, but they don't do caution flags, so they just take the fin- the results on the end of the lap. I got two sixth place finishes, which was good, better than I've been doing recently. Um, and almost lost it all because, again, I clipped the apron. Need to stop doing that. Um, but finished P4 and looking good. I think I'm fourth in the first round of the playoffs. So should make it to the second round. All right, very good. All right, let's get into final thoughts. Chris Scales, what do you got? Um, if Having fun with the new package. I think uh, NIS is kind of a nightmare. I'm looking forward to some league racing with the old bastards this weekend. I think if we kind of stay off each other's bumpers i mean this this package should be a ton of fun to race with all right very good mason stiver final thoughts well this has been an interesting week for me because on monday uh i was about to fire up the old simulator and the wheel stand i have the cheapo one i bought off amazon when i first started uh the tubing split so i it was falling in my lap the wheel uh, my Fanatec wheel. And so I've had to go back to a Thrustmaster wheel because it's lighter. And I currently have it mounted to a Wenger music stand. For those of you musicians <laughs> music out there. Music stand. <laughs> it does turn left and right sometimes. <laughs> Not when I wanted to. But uh, I got that SimLab P1 going. I don't want to spend any money before it comes in. So Darko from SimLabs, if you're listening, I could use it. <laughs> wow. So you bought a rig as a premonition, knowing that your current rig was going to break, and then it did break. Yes. Perfect got, timing. Well, almost perfect timing. I have the table clamp from the V2 as a ballast for the, the Thrustmaster wheel so that the music stand does not flip. Mason, you need to post pictures on, on, the, uh, on the Facebook page of your, of your new rig, the oh, one I you're will. currently using. It's, uh, it's the golden. music stand rig. Yes, yes, yes. You can't let that go unphotographed. Yes, we <laughs> want to see it. All right, very good. Uh, good luck with uh, getting by until the cockpit <laughs> arrives. All right, Tony Groves, final thought. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I really don't know what to think about this new package. Um, there's things I like about it. There's things I don't like about it. Um the uh in my split uh there was actually a lot less cautions than i thought there was going to be so that is the good thing um a lot of side-by-side racing which is uh, well (laughs) can be good and can be bad um i'm gonna wait a couple more races using this package and and then i'll really be able to tell if i if i really like it or if i'm not too fond of it but i think i like it right now yeah texas will be a good test to see what we got yeah, I'm on the fence, too. I'm kind of, like you said, like Mason said, changing my tune. We'll see. All right, uh, Josh Gerlach, you're still here. Thank you for uh, coming on the show today, Tell us, uh, telling us about you and your run uh, in that league and uh, and uh, telling us about your iRacing. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for, for having me again. I really appreciate you having me on um, you can follow my team at uh, do work ms on facebook and twitter 
And you can see the iRacers Lounge car out on the track in the Full Throttle Real Sim Racing Cup Series, powered by Sim Racers for Mental Health on LSR TV and the iRacing Esports Network this coming Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, very good. We're happy to see those colors on the track. You've been representing well, so thank you, Josh. All right, uh, my final thoughts. Uh, wow, I think I'm on the fence with the package too, but after competing for the win today, man, I'm super excited about it and um, excited for tonight's race and the fixed. I'm looking forward to that in about 45 minutes from now. We'll see how I run. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about the the sim driving dog, but I thought that was really hilarious. Uh, you, it's something that you just don't expect. You know, you're like uh, clicking through your phone and you're looking at social media and then this post comes up and you get a dog driving a sim racing rig and you're like, whoa. All right. And with that, we'll see you on the track later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.